I have hope, and I stand here alone and afraid. Hello dreamers, welcome to the Sandman Shadow Truths, the podcast for the dreamers and storytellers out there. This might be the right podcast for you if you can answer yes to any of these questions. You dream of creating something that matters. You struggle with mental health issues that maybe hold you back sometimes. Or you love The Sandman, the epic comic book series by Neil Gaiman. In essence, this podcast will explore how The Sandman can inspire and challenge us in our quests around creativity and mental well-being. My name is Petra Borzinski. I am a psychotherapist, vocal coach and writer, and I will be your host. And today we are going to talk about one of my favorite issues of The Sandman, A Hope in Hell, that's issue number four. And because it's one of my favorite issues, I'm going to explore a couple of very particular topics with you. But the premise of the issue as such is that Dream travels to hell to reclaim his helm, one of the symbols of power that was stolen from him. And what I particularly love about A Hope in Hell is that Dream's journey to hell is not only a physical one, but also a psychological one. So he has to face his fears and his regrets. He has to confront the consequences of his actions and the responsibility of his role. And that is obviously a recurring theme of the whole arc of the Sandman. But out of all the endless, Dream is probably the most creative. So he draws inspiration from experiences and emotions. And he is the prince of stories after all. And storytelling is really one of the most important aspects of the Sandman. But before we go into all of this, I'll give you a quick summary again. Dream continues his quest to recover his lost symbols of power. So if you need a recap of previous episodes, you can find them all on here, whatever podcast platform you're listening to. But I'll also put links to um, the articles and my substack into the show notes. So Dream travels to hell where he believes his helmet is held by a demon and he's escorted by Etrigan, a rhyming demon who serves as his guide. That was changed a tiny bit in the TV show. Etrigan has been replaced by Squatterbloat, who in the comics only greets Dream at the gates of hell. And as they're walking along the way, Dream encounters Nada. Nada's a former lover, and he condemned her to eternal torment for rejecting him, the petulant child he is. And he also meets Lucifer, who rules over hell, obviously, with Azazel and Beelzebub. And Lucifer tells Dream that he can have his helmet back if he can identify the demon who stole it. So Dream uses his sand, which he has found by now, to locate the demon Corazon, who then challenges Dream to the oldest game, in which they basically take turns transforming and trying to overcome each other. Dream accepts the challenge and defeats Corazon by becoming hope at the end, and that's something that Corazon cannot understand or counter. Now, there were quite significant changes in the TV show. Lucifer themselves is dueling Dream here, which in my opinion was a good move, but it left comics fans a bit divided. Some really loved it, some not so much. 
if you want to decide for yourself, I mean, um, I again, I put all the necessary info for you in the show notes. In previous episodes, I already put links to where you can get the comics. But if you'd like to watch it, you can do that obviously as well. And in the transcript for the show and the accompanying newsletter, I also put in a video clip because I simply had to put the clip of the oldest game of the show in here because I think Gwendolyn Christie and Tom Sturridge were both really outstanding in this episode in general, but in this scene in particular. So if you haven't watched the show yet, you might obviously want to skip that. And um, as a content warning, there's also scenes of mild horror and injury in it. So feel free to watch it if you feel up to it. So Dream ultimately reclaims his helmet and prepares to leave hell, but Lucifer warns him that he has made himself enemies by his actions and he vows to destroy him someday. Dream replies that dreams are essential even in hell and then departs with his raven companion Matthew in the show. So that's show specific, that doesn't happen in the comics. Meanwhile, on Earth, John Dee, who possesses Dream's ruby, which is yeah, the third tool of power that's still missing, receives a mysterious amulet from his deceased mother. Now, again, that has been changed a tiny bit in the TV show. Um, the issue Passengers intercuts with a hope in hell here. But for this newsletter and this um, particular episode of the podcast, I will basically talk about them separately. So we're not going to go into that right now. Let's talk about the pain points of the show. Now, Dream is a character who is deeply affected by his emotions, even if he doesn't always want to show it. He's especially affected by his guilt, by anger and by loneliness. He's also haunted by his past mistakes, like condemning Nada to eternal torment in hell. So A Hope in Hell is one of my favorite issues due to yeah, the complexity, and it has always strongly resonated with my writer self. I'll talk about the storytelling aspect um, in a minute as well. And there are obviously many possible ways to relate the topics of A Hope in Hell to life struggles and our own mental health and well-being. Now, one of them is obviously the power of hope. Because Dream's victory over Coronzon or Lucifer shows that hope is one of the most powerful forces there is, that it can overcome any obstacle, even in the darkest of places. But hope is also fragile, even for dream. So it's not for nothing that I chose that particular quote for today's intro instead of one of the more renowned ones. So hope can really be seen as a form of dreaming, a way of imagining a better future and creating meaning in one's life. Hope helps a lot of people cope with adversity, with trauma, with depression, as well as inspiring them to pursue their goals and their passions. But hope can also be unrealistic, sometimes even delusional. And in that case, it leads to disappointment and frustration and despair. So it's really important to keep in mind that hope isn't just wishful thinking. It's always balanced with realism and with action. We also get a very stark reminder in the comics and in the show what happens when all hope is lost. Again, I put a link for you in the show notes um, about one particular 
panel in the comics. So content warning here, that's about suicide, which is obviously yeah, a really strong topic when we're getting to the end of hope. And that was also briefly brushed upon um, in the TV show when Matthew and Dream and Squatterblot walk through the wood of suicide. Um, that's not quite clearly laid out though in the show, but if you know the comics, you essentially know what that is. So if you'd like to look into that, the links are in there for you in the show notes. Then another pain point, which is a big one for Dream, but it might also be a biggie for many of us, are the consequences of pride. So Dream's encounter with Nada reveals his pride and his arrogance because he simply punished her for rejecting him. And he refuses to forgive her even after 10,000 years. So his pride also prevents him from apologizing or finally releasing her. But naturally, pride can be a source of self-esteem and confidence. So that's not to say that pride is always bad, but it can be a barrier to communication, to empathy and growth. It can make us stubborn, defensive and insensitive to others' needs and perspectives. It blinds us to our own flaws and mistakes and prevents us from learning from them. So it's very hard for Dream to temper his pride with humility and compassion and not just with self-importance. And another topic is the complexity of identity. Dream's ability to change his shape according to the beings he interacts with in general shows that identity is not fixed or static but fluid and dynamic. Um, our identity can be influenced by various factors like culture, context, our relationships, our experiences. It's a source of creativity and diversity as well as a way of expressing our individuality and our uniqueness. But identity can also be confusing and challenging for some people, especially when it conflicts with others' expectations or norms. So it can then become a source of insecurity and anxiety, especially when it's threatened or questioned by other people. Now let's go into today's exploration. Dream is the prince of stories and he uses stories basically as his weapon and his shield. The oldest game is a prime example of a type of storytelling that basically tests wit and logic. So Dream shows us that creativity can be a source of strength and also of healing one step further. It can help us cope with our pain, our trauma, our challenges. It helps us express ourselves, our feelings, our ideas. It connects us with others. It connects us with our culture and our identity. So in short, it brings meaning and purpose and hope. So that's why I'd really like to expand on the importance of storytelling for our mental well-being today. Storytelling is a fundamental aspect of human psychology. It serves various functions for individuals and societies. Some of the rules of storytelling in human psychology are, for instance, that stories help us make sense of the world and ourselves. So basically, stories allow us to organize our experiences, our memories, emotions, our beliefs into yeah, basically coherent and meaningful narratives. 
Stories help us understand other people's perspectives, their motives, their feelings, which enhances our social cognition and our own empathy. So by telling and listening to stories, especially listening, we can create and share identities and values and cultures. Storytelling also helps us cope with challenges and difficulties because stories provide us with hope and inspiration and motivation to overcome obstacles and achieve our goals. They help us process and heal from trauma, grief, loss. They allow us to express our emotions. They allow us to find meaning and gain support from others. Stories enable us to recognize patterns and causality and bring order to chaotic situations, which ultimately helps us to confront uncertainty, ambiguity and complexity we would otherwise find hard to handle. Last but not least, storytelling helps us to enjoy and appreciate life. Stories stimulate our imagination, our creativity, our curiosity, and that enriches our cognitive and emotional experiences. Stories entertain us, they make us laugh, they evoke positive emotions, which obviously enhances our well-being and happiness, but they also help us to deal with the more complicated emotions like sadness and grief. So in short, Stories foster our appreciation of beauty, of diversity, of wonder in the world and ourselves. And if this is something that you would like to look into in more depth, I also put a couple of links about storytelling into the show notes for you again. People who know me know how often I talk about the power of stories. So by telling them and listening to them, we ultimately learn, we grow, we heal, and we connect with ourselves and others. So how can we apply these recurring themes and stories to our own mental well-being? I mean, it's easy to say hope is the thing that always stands last. And obviously, that's the idea we get from this episode. But cultivating hope is not always easy. Practicing gratitude is certainly a start, so learning to appreciate what we have, looking for the positive aspects of our situations while also acknowledging the pain, so not pushing it aside, obviously. One really important step is to set more realistic and meaningful goals and to take action to achieve them, ideally supported by people who share these hopes and dreams and also to offer our help to those who need it in return. Dream's victory over Carnzon and Lucifer is basically a testament to the power of hope and optimism. Dream uses his imagination and creativity to outwit his opponents in that way. So hope is something they cannot really comprehend, or rather, especially Lucifer does, and that's why it's impossible for them to counter it. And we learn more about that as the arc progresses. So I won't go into that in too much depth at this moment in time. So basically, Dream shows us that hope is not naive or foolish, that it really has the power to bring on change. And that's also tragic in a certain way. If you've already um, know the comics, you'll know why that is. But again, 
I won't get into that too much at this point. And I'd like to bring the questions in here straight away at this point. How is your own creativity and imagination inspired by hope? And how does hope help you to express yourself? How does hope help you to cope with challenges and difficulties? Overcoming pride. Now that's a really tricky one. We can obviously practice self-awareness and self-compassion and self-improvement. We can recognize our strengths and weaknesses. We can accept ourselves as we are. And we can also strive to become better versions of ourselves. But that can obviously also quickly yeah, roll over into a different direction. And being too prideful and too arrogant is obviously not a good thing. So one way to yeah, prevent that from happening is basically to keep on listening to feedback, to admit our mistakes, to apologize when we're wrong. Another is to focus less on ourselves. And people who know me will know how I keep on talking about community. And I greatly lament that the focus these days is so much on individualism everywhere you look and that we're sometimes forgetting community building. And this is really something that is incredibly, incredibly helpful. Focus less on ourselves, learning to appreciate others for who they are, celebrating their achievements and contributions without expecting anything in return. You could see Dream's Journey to Hell as a metaphor for facing one's inner demons and overcoming one's personal challenges. Dream doesn't give up even when he faces powerful enemies and obstacles. He shows courage and determination and resourcefulness in pursuing his goals. That's not the same as pride. But we also see the prideful side when he still refuses to forgive Nada. So again, a couple of questions for you at this point. Is pride a topic for you? Is it a sore spot? How does it affect your ability to love and to forgive? How do old wounds show up as pride for you? And what could you do to heal? Do you have any ideas about that at the moment? Another big topic was the exploration of identity. So... How do you strengthen that? How do you explore your own identity? We can obviously practice curiosity and openness and authenticity. We can learn about ourselves and others, try new things on a continuous basis, keep on challenging ourselves. And even if that feels hard at times, we shouldn't be afraid to express our thoughts and feelings honestly without fear of judgment or rejection. And obviously, we have to meet others with the same sentiment, respect for and appreciation of the diversity and uniqueness of others, embracing our similarities and differences. Dream, who is often so rigid and unable to change, shows for once that he can adapt. He shows us that listening is essential for understanding oneself and others, as well as for resolving conflict. So how do you currently communicate and connect with others? Do you endeavor to understand different perspectives and cultures or do they make you feel closed off? 
that's it for this week's episode. Please share your thoughts in the comments as usual or join our subscriber chat. And if you like this podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends who might also be interested in mental well-being, creativity and or the Sandman. And in a fortnight, we'll discuss issue number five, Passengers. Until then, sweet dreams.